All right now, you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer, bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, or if you are joining the program, the Real Texas Radio Podcast, for the first time, 1,000 welcomes. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the rest. I'm going to talk about homelessness on today's show because it's been a few weeks, which is far too long, to ignore a plight that is one of the most visible to anybody who lives in a city in the United States. According to federal numbers, there are 580,000 homeless people in the United States, a third of them living in California, which I'm not even going to talk about California today. So if the federal government claims there are 580,000 homeless people in the country, well, right off the bat, you can double or triple that because the same federal government has been telling us there's 11 million illegal aliens in the country for the last 30 years. And there's probably 40 or 50 million at this point with, according to Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, over 8 million illegal aliens coming over the border just since Joe Biden was installed in the White House, the uh, asylum for dementia patients, which is what it is now. So, there, is, there have been a couple of stories that I want to highlight today, and I'll start off with, this one is actually in Boston, if, if you didn't hear about this. A, this is such an egregious example of the, of, of the homeless and how they so disproportionately wreak havoc on society in comparison to their numbers. Almost everything they do is bad. They're a nuisance. They harass everybody, whether you are a pedestrian downtown getting off the subway, God forbid, or the bus, and you have to walk the few hundred yards into your office building. Good luck to you. If you're an EMT, the police are being called all the time for homeless, and, and then an ambulance often shows up to pick up some basket case, some lunatic who should be in a nut house and never allowed out on the street again. The police don't want to deal with them and they run away out of cities. Nurses don't want to deal with them. Nurses' aides don't want to deal with them. You don't want to be sitting in the emergency room anywhere near them if you're not a homeless person yourself. Doctors don't want to deal with them. They've made a nuisance of themselves wherever they go. If you're a convenience store clerk, you work at a gas station, you work in the grocery store, Nobody wants to deal with them. Librarians don't want to deal with them. They're an awful, terrible nuisance. The encampments that they set up everywhere are so bad for the environment. They trash the place. They set fires, which quickly get out of control. And they, again, they, they are just bleeding tax money that is so disproportionate to their their worth in society, which is zero because they don't contribute at all. The vast majority, as we know, they are adult men and all of their limbs work and they have all their limbs, but they are 
drug, substance, alcohol users, the vast majority of them, they have severe mental health issues. And obviously, all of those factors are intertwined. Well over 80%, probably much closer to 90%, that is the case. Men, adults, and they have severe substance, alcohol, mental, insane problems. That's the typical homeless person. Even though the New York Times and similar outlets want you to believe that a typical homeless person is a five-star Michelin restaurant sommelier who got laid off, or a single mother who had three jobs at $5 an hour and lost one of them and things just spiraled out of control, and now she's living in her car with her infant. That's what the New York Times wants you to believe is a typical homeless person. Well, let me tell you right now, when I am walking around my neighborhood, I walk to the gym, which is less than a 10-minute walk from my house, and most of the people I encounter on the street, they are homeless. I, I haven't encountered any sommeliers or single mothers with infants. It's typically an adult male in a cloud of smoke who's looking for to pick things up from the ground or pushing some kind of a carriage and screaming out to himself or defiling a bus stop and, and just sitting at the bus stop all day and not getting on the bus because he's got nowhere to go. That's your typical homeless person. Well, let's talk about in Boston, there was a crazy situation in the, the Freedom Trail. If you're not familiar with the Freedom Trail, it's basically historical sites it's a string of historical sites it's actually it's nice to do it when the when the weather is nice I, I recommend checking out the freedom trail although when you go now you're you're going to notice that it's it's suffered some damage because of a homeless person so this is this article is from november 27th themessenger.com boston man they call him a boston man yanks Paul Revere's headstone out of grave vandalizes Holocaust memorial during citywide spree, cops say. Lawrence Hawkins is this person's name. And he defiled eight different locations, uh, many along the Freedom Trail. A homeless man, which I can't even believe that this person is being identified accurately in the opening words of the article. A homeless man is accused of a vandalism spree across downtown Boston that left tombstones destroyed, a police cruiser windshield shattered, and damage to a Holocaust memorial. The Boston Police Department says Lawrence Hawkins, 46, faces multiple counts of destruction of property and destruction of a place of worship in connection with the string of at least eight incidents. How quickly do you think he's going to be back out in the street? He's going to get a mental health public defender, taxpayer funded, and an empathy judge, Democrat, and they are going to return him to the streets, whisk him back out onto your corner to raise hell so fast that your head is going to spin. The first call came in around 11.30 p.m. on Saturday. Police found the front door of a business smashed and a brick inside. They got a description of a suspect from a surveillance video. Shortly after midnight, a police officer who was starting his shift found the front windshield smashed. 
Later that morning, officers found a window on a building had been broken. The description of the suspect was similar to prior incidents. I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that somebody like this would have a record of vandalism. Another surveillance video showed the man throwing something at the Holocaust Memorial. Officers found a brick on the ground and vandalism to the memorial. They found more broken windows on nearby businesses just after 3 a.m. Officers were able to follow the suspect through video surveillance and saw him enter a homeless shelter. They responded and arrested him around 4.30 a.m. Later in the day, police responded to a vandalism report at the Granary Burying Ground. They found 14 tombstones, including Paul Revere's, pulled from the ground or broken into pieces. So, uh, you you know what? Maybe you didn't hear about this because it it wasn't a a Muslim monument. It, It was only Paul Revere's old dead white guy. Officers found six tombstones at the adjacent King's Chapel burying ground had been vandalized and one forcibly pulled to the ground. Hawkins will face additional counts of destruction of property and defacing a burial site. He was due in court on Monday. You know, I'm going to keep tabs on that one, but I have a funny feeling that Mr. Hawkins, the homeless man who's caused probably millions of dollars worth of damage, and is a a complete non-entity in terms of member of civilization. He's a a complete uh, rabid force on the streets. I have a feeling he's going to be getting the Portia Odafua treatment, the Love Field shooter in Dallas here, who basically got off scot-free after discharging a firearm at Love Field Airport when it was crowded. And thank God she didn't kill anybody. But she got off on a loony bin defense after having a record of attempted bank robbery and arson. And, you know, I think this Mr. Hawkins, he's going to get the same treatment as the young man adult who was going into the Love Field, pardon me, the Dallas Zoo, stole a bunch of rare monkeys and, and brought them on the subway back to an abandoned house and possibly was involved in other nefarious crimes at the Dallas Zoo. He also got off on a loony bin defense. So that's the the key now. That's the latest. All you have to do is say mental health. You know, an insanity defense, you you used to have to commit some outrageous crime and then your lawyer would try to drum up a, oh, it was a a temporary moments of insanity. Well, now everybody, everybody has the opportunity to claim mental health in 2023 or for the last few years. You just, mental health, mental health, COVID, COVID, mental health and COVID. And, you know, it used to be, it was COVID in 2020, right? I couldn't make it to work today. COVID. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't think we can hang out. COVID. Oh, I got to cancel our plans today. COVID. You just had to drop the C word. You, you, anything at all. You just, it was the get out of jail free card. I, literally, the jails were being emptied all over the country because everybody had COVID and it was such a risk. So now it's mental health and you don't even have to go to jail in the first place. All right. That was 
Boston, Massachusetts, my former stomping grounds. How about a local story? McKinney. McKinney, to add more neighborhood officers downtown to address homeless people. This is from WFAA TV station for Dallas, Fort Worth. Every major city in Texas has growing pains, and lately McKinney has been going through one. To address a slight uptick in the homeless population, that means boom in the homeless population, in the town square, the city has decided to add more neighborhood officers to the area. Now, McKinney, which I haven't spent much time in McKinney, but it's my understanding that there have been many efforts to revitalize the the old downtown, which that's been going around, that's been efforts similar have occurred throughout Texas to revitalize these historic downtowns, which are actually very pretty and draw a lot of visitors and locals, especially on the weekends. And they've got all kinds of small businesses and restaurants and fairs and vendors and farmers markets and all these kinds of things that can be wonderful for revitalizing a city. But, you know, of course, the, the, the dust bowl of homeless people rolls in to ruin everything because that's, that's all they do is just ruin. They ruin everything. They're the 10 year old brats that never grew up, never amounted to anything. And, and now they're just adults and they, they have never faced any real consequences legally or criminally, despite all of the arrests and police encounters that they have in their history. And so now they're in the nice suburb of McKinney in Collin County, a city where many flee Dallas to avoid the criminal mischief of the bums and other vandals that are allowed to wreak havoc because the police force in Dallas, just like in many other cities and suburbs across the United States, has been so demoralized because of certain events and and one particular event that occurred Memorial Day weekend of 2020. I'm not even going to name it, but it hasn't gotten any better from there. So now McKinney has a homelessness issue. So it wasn't because there was a particular uptick in crime that wasn't there, but there were some public order issues that we started hearing about, said Greg Conway. Director of Public Safety. Oh, some public order issues. Well, I, you know, that's quite generous of you to refer to homeless people as members of the public, because that's hardly how I would describe them off of this podcast, the Real Texas Radio podcast. There were issues that merchants on the square could not avoid any longer. While there are some sporadic reports of minor theft, Merchants were really concerned about loitering. Yeah, I, I understand their concerns because I see a lot of loitering myself. It's loitering, it's panhandling, and sometimes it's a noise issue. Sound familiar? Said Stan Penn, owner of the Irish pub called The Celt. Penn tells WFAA he's not as affected as some of his fellow merchants. He said some merchants had complained of homeless people sleeping on tables, disrupting customers, and experiencing mental crises in storefronts. R right in my neighborhood, there are a few 
restaurants, and they've got a couple of tables outside, and the homeless, they're all over them. If it's not business hours, these restaurants don't open typically till the uh, afternoon or the evening. And there'll be a shirtless meth head staring into oblivion there, trash all over the place, just occupying the table, really improving the the property values for all, making everybody nice and comfortable. The downtown square had two officers devoted to the area. The city has now beefed up enforcement to six neighborhood officers and possibly more. The plan is to ensure there are officers covering a longer, more extended period of time on the square with higher visibility. We want our business owners to feel like the police department is responsive and quickly responsive, said Conley. You know what? I'd like my business owners to feel like being a bum 24-7 on the street corner is not going to be permitted. You're not going to be allowed to sleep in the flower planter in front of the restaurant, you bum. You're going to have to go somewhere far, far, far away. And I'm not going to spend too much time. They obviously had a they had to get a comment from a local advocate who thinks that homelessness, you know, there's never enough empathy. There's never enough beds for homelessness. So skip over that. The last point in time homeless count survey, which is where volunteers or advocates or whomever, they will go out and they'll count allegedly all the homeless people and they try to pick a cold night i guess in january and of course it's it's an estimate so this point and count survey for mckinney revealed 229 homeless people in the area which is slightly up from 221 when the previous survey was done so we we know that that survey is notoriously undercounting because whenever we Whenever the advocates, whether you're an illegal alien advocate or you're a homelessness advocate or you're anything like that, they're undercounting, they're downplaying, they're pretending there's no problem, doling out the welfare, ignoring anybody who's earning between fifty and one hundred fifty thousand dollars per year. You know the routine. Connolly, who is this public safety director in McKinney says the city has identified 347 homeless people in the entire city. But says the population numbers are constantly fluctuating. That means growing. That means booming. That means it's just going up. It's increasing, right? So the, the point in time homeless count survey, they count 229. The city of McKinney goes out and does a, a real count and wow, they've come out with, what, 30 35% more homeless people? So now, now apply that to Dallas. Apply that to Houston. Apply that to Austin. Apply that to San Antonio. And you know what? The New York Times, I didn't even pull that article. I'm not going to pay for that garbage. But they have, they're pumping out content all the time. And the rest of the, the advocate media for the homeless about what a great job these these blue bubble democrat cities in texas are doing for the homeless and they should be a model for the whole country san antonio san antonio residents would you say that san antonio is a model that the rest of the country should be following for homeless people 
right? You, 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 you're telling me you, you head down the river walk or you head down anywhere and, and it's just bum free. There's no harassment. There's no nuisance by homeless people 24 seven. One more story here. This came out of the Dallas morning news in November. Well, the city of Dallas in the last few years has been purchasing properties to house homeless people, basically motels, multi-story motels. And a lot of them are in South Dallas and West Dallas. And the property featured in this article is the townhouse suites, which actually had quite a few residents who were paying uh, poor people. And one, one of the people featured in the article is this elderly black woman who's on, she's, she gets a disability check. And basically that check was going toward her living in these townhouse suites hotel in South Dallas. Well, anyway, the city then buys this hotel motel and she and a number of other residents, they get evicted. And again, the, these people are on the margin. Anybody who's living in a motel hotel situation, this goes on all over the country, by the way, not just in Dallas. They did this up in Massachusetts and Cape Cod, evicted elderly people, veterans, people on the margins. And they put a bunch of illegal aliens in there. Before signing up illegal aliens for any work, the first thing to do was evict the Americans and put the illegal aliens in the motel. So it looks like the same thing has gone on here in Dallas. This is, the, this is you, you want to talk about the model. This is the model. This is what we're doing here. So in order to solve the homelessness problem, the city of Dallas made 38 paying residents homeless in order to put in homeless people that don't have any means to pay and they're just going to be taxpayer funded. Well, now the city councilors, after these purchases were made, the city councilors decided that they didn't want these homeless hellholes, which they're destined to be in their districts. Because guess what? They're near schools and they're near libraries. And we know that homelessness plus any variable plus any factor, A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, is just a headache, is a nuisance, is a crisis, is, it's terrible. There's nothing good. So whenever I read about these so-called solutions, and, and it's always the same thing, we need more beds in the homeless shelter downtown. We need more of these motels. We need more of these hotels. Nobody who owns property or sends their kid to a school wants homelessness anywhere near them. Nobody, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, whatever you are, you don't want homelessness. It's something that unites us all. So the only solution that there is, is to take all of these homeless people and move them far, 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 far away from our cities and our suburbs. Build all the tiny homes. Build, go ahead and, and build a motel or a hotel out in the desert, out by the windmills. I don't care what you do, but 
that's what the federal government should be working on, collaborative effort among all the states. That I'd much prefer to see one of these Republican candidates or anybody. I would much prefer to see a candidate get up and make homelessness the number one issue on their platform. Ukraine doesn't get another dollar until every single bum is swept up off of the streets and they are they are swept far far away and if we can put a 711 in the homeless community out by the windmills in the desert we can hire paid actors to be clerks in the 711 so that way the homeless people can feel right at home go in and pester a clerk a paid actor they can steal we can replenish the food we can put a nice wide median out in the homeless city. They can panhandle. We can have more paid actors driving cars, throwing dollars in the cup if they want. They can have the supermarket carriages. They can push them around. They can, we, we can build stoops for them to sit on, what, whatever. We, it's all possible. If there's 200, 300, 400 billion for Ukraine, another 10 billion for Iran to build nuclear weapons, we can't even keep track of what we've thrown into Israel, Palestine, so on and so forth. I want homeless people out of my neighborhood, out of my face. It, seeing a homeless person should be such a rare occurrence. It should be so rare. And if you do see one, you immediately, you put in a ticket at 311 and the, the homeless bum wagon comes along and takes care of them. And it should be absolutely none of this nonsense. All right, I'm Bronin. Thank you for listening to the Real Texas Radio podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Follow me on Twitter, RTR underscore Bronin. Merry Christmas on that note, and Happy New Year and all that jazz.